that's like your best one yet. This is an actual coming from not just a soundboard, but an actual slide whistle. It's made of metal and everything. The metal, I hear the metal sound, the slide whistles are more resilient than the wood ones. Wow. Don't pass out while you do that. We still got an epidose to do. You do, there is an inordinate amount of air pressure you have to put on that thing to get some get some good whistling. Some good, uh, good tweeting in there. But it's surprisingly affordable to have such a fine instrument. I'm just my next acquisition is going to be a horn, a la harpo. You know the rrrr. Uh, I think so. you should turn pro. I think there is a dearth of slide whistle players out there in pop culture, especially pop culture music. Um, I think you have an opportunity here to kind of take control of. I found that you use them in symphonies and orchestras and stuff. Of course. I, I... Plus, you can be sad. That is a really, really, really... Um... That's, a, that's a prime acquisition. That's what that is. Yeah. Damn, Skippy. I'll tell you what. I bet you, I bet you, money. Danny Elfman has that slight whistle up his ass when he composes music. Oh, probably. I imagine. Yeah. Well, Ooh. speaking about things up my ass, um, it's Thanksgiving. Ooh. I am a turkey, so that's why I said that. Oh, we're gonna give thanks this weekend. It's a short weekend. We are actually recording this uh, on a day that is not Thanksgiving. We are. It's uh, we Thanksgiving are. Eve. And um, or Turkey Night, as they like to call it. Ah, uh, yes, back up east. So yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, so uh, I uh am recording this after uh discovering that half our turkey was frozen. So uh, we're in a triage moment right here. But uh, I am of course in the uh the stuffing in the bird camp, even though uh, we have guests that are coming and I'm actually preparing dressings for. And they're veggies, so I'm putting like apples and like pecans in it. So, um, man, just saying that out loud made me realize that this is the holiday for fat people like myself. It is a good day. It is a good holiday for eating, if you are so inclined. Yeah. So, um, but uh, since the duty is on our on our uh, apartment slash house to uh, host, uh, we're running through preparing, cooking a lot of different things and. It was fun taking the bird out and realizing that the only the top half was uh, was the, the not was defrosted and the other stuff was frozen. But I guess that's a more tribute to how cold our refrigerator is. So at least the beer was cold. Yeah, that's so did you know, Tim, that if you wanted to thaw out a turkey really quick, um, you can drop it uh, unopened. If it's open, you can do what I did and do like four garbage sacks tied and taped together. Just to keep the water out, but you could uh, you could put the bird and that in a cooler with cold water and rotate water every thirty minutes for every pound. Really? Yeah. All thanks to the Butterball website. They are. Um, I gotta tell you, Butterball's on it when it comes to turkey. Would you uh, say that was a handy tip? That was a handy tip. See, <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch that one. <laughs> See, don't just get dead air on the sucker. I was trying to do a little handy whoop whoop. <laughs> so, um, so. Oh, see, that's just, I'm out of key. <laughs> so, 
so uh, I gotta take some slide whistle lessons. So are you? Are you? You are. Uh, we'll just finish. You are on the road, right? You are like uh, on the road, and and you are. I dropped off for a second, everybody. I think the slide whistle scares off Skype. That's true. That's because you are on the road, though, right? I am working from my satellite location. Yeah. So you are you are not resp- are you responsible for cooking anything? Uh, no. I just today I just I made four pies today. Damn. You know. Uh, I- I do the pumpkin pie for the family. So. Oh, nice! Kelly made a. Uh, my wife, Mrs. Gonzo guy, uh, made um, made a pumpkin pie and some Italian bread today. Um, so. <laughs> Damn it! I'm gonna get this sucker down. But uh, she uh, uh, yeah. So um, that's that's all made. We're just in the throes of turkey triage. Yes, um, but that's I didn't know you made. You, I didn't know you're the pie master. I am. Uh, yeah, pumpkin pie is my deal. I sometimes make pecan, but this year I just made. You know, I made four. I'll tell you this because because um, I'm on the interwebs a lot. I go to a. I'm gonna promote a lifehacker.com website. Uh, <clears throat> I read today that um, the best pie crust to make is made with vodka. Really? Yeah. Get this right. Um, this learning time, you know, this is entertainment and educational. One would say, it's edutainment. Woo! But apparently, um, if you have, damn, dad, get that bird out of here. <laughs> Hang on, I'll, I'll take yeah. care of him just a second. Yeah, so, um, if you do like half water, half vodka, in your mixture for the dough for the pie crust, uh, the vodka doesn't uh, cling to the gluten and, the, and it doesn't glutenize, and um, and because of that, it makes your pie crust flakier. But um, also, uh, in the water makes the dough pliable enough that you can work with it. So it's like the big problem is is that. If you put too much water, you can work with it, but the dough comes out pretty tough. But if you don't put on enough water in it, then it becomes a pain in the ass to try to like get in a pie pan. So, well, they've uh, and this is like America's test home kitchen Gestapo feed place. Are like, hey, um, this is the, this is what we do, and it's like vodka and water. And actually, it's gotten people thinking about, and this is something that we might do in the future is mixing other uh, alcoholic liquors, like liquors with like recipes. Like you said, pecan pie. Well, think about maybe like doing half water and half bourbon with a pie crust mixture in to make with a pecan pie or something like that. You might get like a more flavor out of it, so. Well, there's a, another turkey day tip from us. Yes. Just so you know, we, we care because uh, we're all about the excess of food and, and in my case tonight, booze. I'm having a Tank 7. I'm actually, uh, my remote studio is actually my former childhood bedroom. Ooh. So you just went to the old uh, stash then? I went to my, uh, my uh, Gonzo uh, Gosling, whatever. I don't know what is that like it. Ryan Gosling? I think so. So you have your own notebook? I don't have my own notebook, but I... Uh, well, I have a notebook, but I lost it in the pines. Oh wow! You win. I, I tap. I'm tapping out. 
Oh, speaking of tapping out, um, I think one of the things I'm thankful for, and we'll, we'll talk about after this awesome movie, um, we actually did watch a movie, um, is I'm excited and I'm thankful for, I have to say it, but Sting is in WWE now. So I'm excited about that. What now? So Survivor Series Sunday, because I still pay attention to that shit. Yes. Uh, Sting showed up. No. Yep. Old Mr. Sting. He gave his uh, Scorpion death drop to a one Triple H. Oh, man. Yeah. Sting old. Yeah, uh, he's got old woman hair, too. Is he going to be a regular feature? I would guess if he's in street. But he gave this, he just scarfed this, the death drop to Triple H. Yeah. You got to follow wrestling to get the whole backstory and all that other stuff. But I just, I'm okay. saying. Who knows? Those of you know who Sting and Triple H are will appreciate Yes. That. So, um, but uh, what I'm appreciating even more and what I'm thankful for, uh, maybe not the, the, the turkey sounds, but this excellent, excellent, excellent pick of a movie that we have. <laughs> Oh, and I'm. I would say it was your choice. You put it up kind of to a vote, but um, it was an unlikely source of a selection, and um, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was the uh, uh, Mrs. Gonzo Tim uh, suggested this film, and I had my doubts. Um, is it, it was called Blood Freak. And I said, is it Thanksgiving themed in some fashion, loosely or otherwise? And I was just told, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. I checked out the trailer on YouTube for it, and uh, it met the criteria. So in that, in a, a paucity of responses from our fan base drove me to make an executive decision of picking this film. So, so um, basically, you kind of just stepped around... Uh, the Gonzo Constitution, and you well, gave I, amnesty to this movie. I did. I executive Gonzo order number yeah. one. Now that's one side because the other side is like you feed this movie to allow it to be viewed in America. Yeah, I did. Um, oddly enough, it has Spanish subtitles. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks, YouTube. It is on YouTube, but it's in Spanish subtitles. Yeah. So if you want to see it, it's out there with Spanish subtitles. It's entirely up to you. But um, you can also purchase this fine film from any of your favorite stores that you like to buy. That is that is tasty. So Blood Freak. Blood Freak is the name of this picture. And you say Blood Freak doesn't scream Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, we'll find out about that. Well, we're trying to defrost the turkey right now so that we won't have any Blood Freaks when we cut into it tomorrow. But... As long as your turkey isn't uh, scientifically modified at the poultry farm, I think you'll be fine. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So, this movie, uh, quick stats, I guess. Um, yeah. Thank you, IMDb. 1972. Um, I gotta say, um, and we'll get into it, but the things I saw in this movie seemed really out there for a movie made in 1972. Yes. Um, it, was, it was a strange movie. It's supposed to be... Um, I'm looking at the special edition casing that has a bunch of over two hours of special features, which I'm probably going to watch. <laughs> um, um, the world's only turkey monster anti-drug pro-Jesus gore film. Uh, 
for those who think they've seen everything, comes Blood Freak, a rampaging turkey monster on a marijuana high. <laughs> finding, him sam- finding himself sandwiched between Bible-thumping good girl Angel and her bad bur- bad girl sister Anne, a muscle-bound biker named Herschel, Steve Hawk, star well, of two obscure stars. I wouldn't exactly say he's muscle-bound. Well, he's muscle-bound for them. Steve Hawk, star of two obscure Tarzan films, falls under Anne's seductive spell when she offers him some weed. Quickly becoming a writhing spastic addict. <laughs> I feel like I have a feeling I'm hooked. The big galoot gets a job at a turkey farm where he's fed meat treated with experimental drug. Like any junkie, he eats tra- he eats the tainted turkey meat and turns into a man with a giant turkey head. Who gobbles like a big dumb bird. Uh, still hungry fix, Herschel the turkey man proceeds to attack fellow drug addicts, blah blah blah. Uh, philosophical pondering by the co-director. Uh, Brad Ginter, who also had a movie called Flesh Feast. Um, anyway, it's a strange movie. We'll talk about it. Uh, some of the th- I'll tell you what some of the special features are in here, uh, ho- without giving anything away. Um, it's digitally remastered. It has the original theatrical trailer. Um, it has a whole slew of trailers for uh, other uh, grindhouse horror movies, including uh, Blood Feast, uh, I Eat Your Skin, Night of the Bloody Apes, and Flesh Feast. Uh... Wow. Let's see. A priest, a pre-Turkey Steve Hawks and his druggy girlfriend fall victim to a sleazy motel manager in the 28-minute 1969 skin noir featurette The Walls Have Eyes. So there's like a short film, which is interesting. Um, oh, there's Narcotics, Pit of Despair. There's some uh, public... Oh, where's this? Blood-free co-director wallows in the raw while extolling the virtues of a naked lifestyle on the unclosed short subject Brad Grinter Nudist. Oh boy! Uh, so Steve Hawks, um, he's also credited Steve. for directing and writing this movie and producing it. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of one man band. So here's uh, here, you ready for to have your mind blown? Get, your sli- get, get the slide whistle ready. Hang on, let me let me tune up. Give me a second. All right, he is in a movie uh, from 2012 and 2013. And it's, the first one's called 2056 Escape from Zombie Island and 2057 Ooh. Return to Zombie Island. All right, those are both going on my watch list. <laughs> Hang on, this one, baby's out too. You know what the movie he did before those? What's that? Stevie Sampson and Delilah in, in, Delilah in 1975. So an wow. almost 40-year absence from acting sees his return to a movie called 2056 Escape from Zombie Island. Wow. I know. I'm like, ba-ba-ba-bazinga. Ah, God. (laughs) Turkey. Uh, So, man, all right, Return to Zombie Island, those are going on the lists. You guys might be hearing about those soon. So we're going to make a call out for that, as well as the ones that I said earlier, the guns of El Chupacabra. (laughs) Please, if anybody has it, send it to us. The gun, all right, so so far, here's what we got. uh, Guns of Christmas is coming up, I'm just saying. Guns of El Chupacabra, and we send you guys stuff. Send us this. Reciprocate. Please. So, uh, Guns of El Chupacabra, we need that. We also need where does it return? It's Zombie 2056 Island. Escape from Zombie, Zombie Island. All right, so we need and this. And 2057 it, Return to Zombie Island because apparently they I, got homesick. I feel like that is probably a two movie pack 
on DVD somewhere. I almost guarantee or it. Or a full movie on YouTube, actually. Or if, or possibly like a part of a twenty movie pack or something. Just you know, if you feel that if you're feeling generous, uh, remember those Gonzo guys in need and send us those movies. Please. I mean, you yes, you can buy a toy for a tot, or you can send us some trashy movies. So you know, I think the answer is obvious. Oh man, I had to point that out. All right, so uh, put those on your list. I'm gonna have to find them. Um, I'm a sucker for zombie films. See you. Um, anyway, so we got Blood Freak here. Obviously, from the descriptions we've given you, you tell it's it's a high quality film uh, from the '70s. Uh, production value of about five bucks. It really um, looked like the Zapruder film. <laughs> it really, it's a true grindhouse in that. It, it's just, it's a weird little movie. It's just fascinatingly weird. Um, oh, I'll have to say the, that I got two different versions. And You did? Yeah, I deleted, I deleted the one that I legally obtained um, because it started with an awesome beep and then it had French but with no subtitles. So it was all like dubbed over in French. I have a feeling you could have pieced it together, but So I dumped that and I went with the other one. And the first thing I noticed about is that it sounded like not sounded like it sounded like the slide whistle, but it was like a slide whistle yeah. underwater. If you remember at the beginning of the movie. Where it's all all the bubbles. Bubbles. Me thinks he cut. Hello, it wouldn't be Turkey Day without technical difficulties. It's uh, turkey technical difficulties. Turkey technical difficulties, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they were just going away because I thought that the slide whistle underwater was just too much for it to handle. Because that, yeah. that's what the opening movie sounded like. The opening of the movie sounded like these. Get it here. Hang on. <laughs> Some of the sound added after the fact. Starring Steve Hawks, everybody. Yes, indeed. Now, another odd feature about this little thing. Uh, here we go. This little piece. Every second, every minute, every hour. Okay. Changes. These changes are gotcha. invisible to us. Invisible. Um, so the movie starts with some bubbling underwater. Um, let's just go ahead and I'll back that just in case. For those of you who joined us late. That's kind of what the beginning of the movie sounds like. And then they have this, we, the director pops up and starts going on this philosophical rant about appreciating. Oh, my God. It was like a low rent Lee Van Cleef. And he well, and he's trying to. I'm not sure if he's trying to be Twilight Zone Rock. I hated Sir. that guy. That's the director. That's oh, I hated that. No, that's not. That might be. I don't know.
I think it might. No, I take it back. No, no, no. It's the directing assistant. I take that back. Directing assistant. Yeah, some guy's talking about the catalyst. And he is annoying. Yes, that is the co-director. Oh, you know what I called him? I called him Hunter S. Thompson wannabe just cut into my movie again. Yeah, and he jumps in a couple times and just totally breaks up the flow of the movie. Yeah, and he's smoking a cigarette, too. He is politicking and, and shaming us for, for smoking marijuana while enjoying a tasty cancer stick. Yes, uh, and he's telling you about morals and how you can't, and, you know, the perils of drug abuse, and I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's not, he's, it's odd that it's there, but other than that, he's, at the, until the end when he starts choking on his own cigarette, which I guess was for effect, but... <laughs> Um, anyway, so he's kind of sets. He's basically Captain Exposition. He sets it up. Captain Exposition. And then you get a guy on a motorcycle ripping around, around town, um, who they accidentally find out's a Vietnam vet. And then he helps a girl with a car, and she's a Bible beater working at the drug rehab facility. I put uh, God no, not Florida. Oh yeah, they are in Florida. I was like, a fuck Florida, really. There's whole lot of grindhouse movies of this era that got pumped that filmed and pumped out of florida yeah i don't and i yeah florida i don't know about florida yeah so this is not the not the beachy part of florida this is like the rest (laughs) this is central florida so that's where all the central panhandle northern all the all the weird news you see those stories that come up in like google news that say weird news just check where the byline's from, and it's almost always always Florida. Florida. Exactly, that's all you yeah, need to know. And, and crazy shit. Anyway, so this is in Florida. It's not super germane to this picture, but uh, so you got Herschel. He's the main character. I call him. I call him Hoichel. Hoichel. Hoichel's this big muscle bound, but kind of that old school muscle bound where they're still kind of fat. Um, yeah, he's not muscle bound. He's more flabbily. He's like me. Like it's I, I, I'm not as strong. I wouldn't be as strong, but I, I, I do lift weights and I do work out. But I am still fat, so it's more of like, it's like a two. I got a two sheath system going on where there's muscle and then fat. It's a, uh, it's, it's kind of like if I get stranded in the winter, I can climb trees and still survive without any clothes. Yeah. <laughs> not to put that image in anybody's head, but he's, he's, he's fat guy strong. That's yeah. he's fat guy strong. Yeah, it's like, like you know when you see those guys that wear the real high waisted pants and they suck their gut in and the, their chest gets real big. Or, or they flex their muscles, they take their shirt off and they think that they have like well defined pecs, but they're really just kind of titty. And it's just like no, you still it's boob. It, that's a boob, not a not a pec. You think about the cir- the WWF wrestlers of the 1980s, or just JBL. I mean, that's a great example. Yeah. JBL slash uh, Bradshaw slash whatever his name was at other times, but uh, like you got you got like Chris Masters, and then you got JBL, and then you have um, of, they got a lot of peck, and then and you have uh, Dusty Rhodes. That's, yeah, that's your scale. Yeah, it's not quite as fat as Dusty Rhodes, but not quite as fit as some of those other guys. Yeah. So anyway, but he's he's the hunky loner guy. And he apparently he picks up this bike. He's the he's the chuhunky. <laughs> the and kept implying the, LSD. So yeah. So it was supposed to be kind of like the perils of marijuana, but I doubt it's uh, uh, 
true moral judgment. Um, let's see. What else? What is there to say plot-wise about this? So, so all right. So he he, he like they, he goes right into helping this lady on the side of the road, right? Yep. And she's just and like, it, "Come with me." And my she and he's like, "Okay." And uh, he. Uh, <laughs> So he helps her, he goes to this party, and then he proceeds to insult, like, half the people in the party. Not insult, I shouldn't say because they're like, hey, let's do some drugs. And the one girl's like, why don't, you, why don't you sleep with me, because that's the way things are. But and he's more he's more in the, and, and that's, okay, so the lady that he helped, her name was Angel. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Um, and uh, she's more of the Christian Bible person, but, like, her sister is, like, a bad tomato, and it's like a drug den they go to. Bad tomato. Yeah. Um, and her sister's name is Anne. Bad Anne. Um, but here's a little clip when he meets one of Anne's friends at the at the drug party. He's still trying to kind of fly the straight and narrow a little bit, so here's a little taste of what he does. Yeah. So you shouldn't be acting this way with me. Especially when you're with someone else. You've gotta be putting me on. Guy doesn't mind if I like someone else. He wouldn't even mind if I went to bed with you. Oh, God. Just don't go for a girl to act like a tramp. <coughs> oh, God. Beautiful. Act? Well, thanks a lot. You're nothing but a dumb bastard who doesn't know where it's at anyway. Yeah. It's where it's at. Here's the, this is the best part. She goes to her boyfriend slash drug dealer. Hey, what's good news for I've just been insulted. He called me a tramp. Hmm? Why should that insult you? <laughs> so, why should that insult you? Why not? Quick. Oh, man. Yeah. So then it proceeds, like, it's like this back and forth where he's being tempted with drugs, pretty much, right? And uh, the sister, the bad girl sister, decides she really like she's, like, attracted to him based solely on his looks. And um, It's very Christian of her. But she throws herself at him, and he turns her down. And so she's like, "We got to get him high, and then once he's hooked on drugs, I can have him." And uh, and in the midst of all that, the uh, and this is what's kind of great about it, because I I mean it was it was like an anti-drug pro-religious, but the way the way this played out, uh, it kind of left that open to like uh, inspection or, or interpretation. Because the angel lady is like, I'm going to get you a job, right? So angel lady um, takes it over to her father's house. Her father runs a turkey farm. And they're both like ultra-religious. And he's like, you know what? I'm such a nice guy. I'm going to offer you street urchin a job here because uh, I need a, I need a chunky, chunky guy like you to like do menial tasks and stuff like that. I, it, to me... Sure, I'm pretty sure, and I can probably pull this up here, but I think he said I need a husky young man like yourself. <laughs> and Husky. I, uh, <laughs> we already talked about the husky pants. We so. did. And, 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 you know, it hurt. it's a it's an open wound for both of us. We, we've admitted this. The little dog pants with the little dog head on them. Oh, hey, uh, I actually bought new jeans today because I was wearing the same pair because it was my fat jeans. Did they and I was up? like, I have a whole rack of skinnier jeans that I was like, one of these days I'm going to get into. But I finally, this one, speaking of threadbare, this one got so threadbare, I was like, I got to get new ones. And I was just like, 
I slumped over at the store, and I'm like, I better get three pair. So that's what I did. Yeah, well, um, the they have their little conversation with the dad, and I guess they kind of imply that he's at least somewhat God-fearing. And so the guy's like, I like your ideas, son. Uh, let me give you a job to be my husky boy. Uh, <laughs> he says, God damn. <laughs> Hang on, let me- let me see what and somebody calls him that here. Let's see. He's now uh, that's when he goes in the lab. And what poultry farm has a? I mean, yeah. So that's what happens, right? He shows up, but okay, no, no, no. Here's what happens, right? Because he shows up after the fact of like the big twist, right? Not the yeah. big twist. There's a bigger twist that I hate with all of my heart. But that's later on. Um, oh yeah, I know a twist here. So like. No, um, so he's like, I'm gonna get a job. So he goes back to the drug den to stay at, right? And that's where Anne makes her move, right? Yeah. Well, now wait a second. Let me give you a little taste here of the uh, the job proposal because I want to know if he's a husky boy. There you go. Come and see us the first of the week. I'll be here. There you go. We'll look for you. Yep. Oops. Sorry, that was at the tail end of the dark. Over it more thoroughly. Uh, what are your plans and problems? The Lord's on our side, you know. <laughs> yeah, how about asking the Lord for a job? That's easy. I could use a husky man like you out at my poultry ranch. If you can <laughs> he could use a husky man like him at the poultry ranch. A husky man like him at the poultry ranch. That's what, uh, that's his job description. The job ad should have said that. You need husky man. Wanted husky. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that'd be great. We'll see you at the first of the week. And then in between first of the week and then uh, he ends up back at the drug den and uh, Anne makes her move. Yeah, and basically uh, he puts up no fight. No, he, she's like, hey, smoke this. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. And she's like, all you ever say is no. She's like, are oh, you yeah, coward? And he's like, fine. Oh, yeah, you're right. He has Marty McFly disease. She called him like, yellow. She called me on. He's like, nobody calls me a coward. Well, and, then, and the way he does it, it wasn't completely unconvincing. It was just uh, like... He wasn't... Con- you coward, he's like, all right, give this to me. I will have this. There we go. I don't know if they kept hearing that by whistle. Oh, so. that's fine. Uh, we'll blame the turkeys and the internets is what we'll do. Yeah, so um, we, uh, she offers him the stuff. He says, "I'm." She says, "You're a coward." He's not. Then he proceeds to like inhale an entire joint of whatever mystery drug it is. Um, again, uh, so he gets they get high. Then she finally takes advantage of him, and then she doesn't set the alarm clock. So I'm gonna assume he was late to work for first day at the the poultry ranch. Um. Yeah, I mean, he gets up after boning her, right? And yep. he's like, you should have set your alarm. It's so like, they're oh, off. Come they're on, off Jack. Right so, um, so, yeah, she comes out of the pool, seduces them. They have a little night of passion. The, the interrupter director comes on and gives you a little lecture. About how you're missing all the good parts because I'm talking to you. And then he comes in and talks to the turkeys and pets them and... He obviously has a bond with him, and then he meets... And then this is where it starts the goblin. About time... Yeah, let's see if we can get a little piece of that. So he pulls up to the uh, shop here. That's her giving him a dirty look as he leaves the house. The silence. Slams the door. Oh, good. Some music. 
kind of sounds like knockoff Beatles. Oh yeah. Anyway, so he goes to the poultry farm. Um, and he walks in to meet two scientists and no farm workers other than him. Uh, this is just brutal. But, and not the main guy, but the lackey guy of the scientist bunch is, is the worst actor in the world. He is absolutely terrible. He's the Barney to the Fred of the scientist. Oh, my God. Um, but oh. basically, they, they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? And he's like, well... We got this medical turkey or whatever. We got to try it. We have this special turkey. We just need a person to eat it. And he's like, and he's like, well, isn't that dangerous? He's like, no, it's not dangerous, but the government won't let us proceed until a human eats it. And so like, yeah, come in tomorrow and bring your appetite. And in the meantime, he has to go feed the turkeys and get sweaty and start going through withdrawal from his marijuana, I guess. Um, and uh, let's see if we can get a little taste of the fine acting of the scientists. I use that term very loosely. Here we go. They will tell you what to do. Glad to have you with us. Good luck. You need a turkey man. Well, I'm uh, ready to go to work. What do you want me to do? You'll be doing odd jobs for us around the ranch in the lab here. <laughs> Make a little We are testing the chemical caponization of poultry, but we need a human to eat the meat to see if there are any side effects. You want him to be a guinea pig? How dangerous? Not dangerous at all. It's just a government regulation that the meat must be tested. Wow. So, anyway, there's the excitement in the lab. The acting's about that crisp throughout, so. Yeah, the lab guys are a waste. I mean,. The one point they get in there, like, I wonder if it could have had an effect. Chew rub beard, and the guy rubs his beard. And then the lackey guy's like, we should bail. We should just get out of here. Cause they're, and the other guy's like, I'm going to say something smart about agreeing with you. I think you may be on to that, sir. And, then, and, and he's like, I think we should split. Now, this should be said, he eats the turkey. Stanley. <laughs> so, turkey, uh, Hirsch. Hoyshel eats the turkey. Laurel and Hardy are the lab guys. Laurel and Hardy give Hoyshel the turkey. Uh, I believe you are correct, Stanley. And they, they give him a whole freaking turkey to eat. And he eats it because if I was, if there was a roasted turkey placed in front of me, I would eat it. Yeah, it was like a cartoon roasted turkey. Yeah, so, and he didn't have knives or forks. It was just his hands. 
Well, they get they are like, here, let me get you a fork, and then he just tears apart with his hands and eats it. Yeah, because that's what husky men do. That's what husky men do, and then, so he he takes a little test bite, and he you know he tastes it to make sure it's not completely funky, and he's like, oh, this tastes like turkey, and just mows it down. And then at first I just thought he had the meat sweats, and he got up and was walking away, and then it turns out he like he was having withdrawal, and um, in combination with the illicit drug marijuana, the uh, the whatever turkey it is, the genetically modified turkey, I guess would be the most current <laughs> term for it. Um, he passes out in the grass and he gobbles a little bit. Just a little Just, bit. He starts twitching and having seizures and Dum uh, Dum Scientist One finds him. And I, they don't show this, but they just they take his body and throw him in the woods. Um, Pretty much. Where he proceeds to have more Florida. seizures and grow a turkey head. But yeah, because because Florida, they can dump the guy. <laughs> so he proceeds to uh, go in the woods. He grows a turkey head, and that's where the movie kind of got more interesting. So yeah, because I mean, he wakes up and he's got a giant turkey head, pretty much. Yeah, and um, and I guess he's still himself. He just has a giant turkey head. So right at this point, I'm like, where did the where did Angel go? What was Angel up to at this point? I didn't know where she was. She's back at the drug house or her house or whatever that is. And no, so, she couldn't be at the drug house because he was hanging out there. She would have known, like if, if he was sleeping in. She like disappeared for some reason. I don't know where she went. No, Angel was working at the drug center, the drugs place or whatever they call it. Like, so we don't see Angel anymore. And I was confusing her with Anne. Yeah. Anne back at the drug house. Of uh, course. Tur- Turkey Head Hoyshell shows up at the drug house. Oh God. And uh, he's in the dark, and then she's like, hey, what are you doing? And um, he hadn't shown up in a while because he was out turning into a turkey. So she was worried about him. And then he shows up, and she's like, hey, what's going on? And he leans out of the dark, and she sees his turkey face and f- freaks out and passes out. But then she wakes up, and he starts writing her notes. Well, yeah. the problem with the whole... And at this point, I mean, we know what's going on, but the lighting was so terrible oh, yeah. in this movie. So you get you finally pick up on the fact that he's writing your notes. Yeah. And then um so she's like tells people that he's got they need to help him and um he also had threatened I should say this he threatened the drug dealer that gave him the pot in the first place that since he got him hooked, he had to supply him forever with no charge. Um oh which drug dealer said no problem, and then of course uh, the drug dealer has disappeared as well at this point. Um, his name was Guy. And I think in between, and, and this is where I put in my notes, is like, not only did I call him a Hunter S. Thompson wannabe, but I also called him a skeezy Vincent Price. Oh, yeah, because he, he popped the, the, uh, the narrator slash exposition master pops in. <sighs> Captain Exposition. Captain Exposition shows up to, you know, catch you up and tell you about the perils of um, God knows what, some some stupid thing or another. Uh, meanwhile, um, they're trying to get she and to her credit is trying to get help for, uh, you know, turkey head. And uh, it thus far, it just seems like he grew a turkey head. So you're like, okay, very poorly designed and constructed. It's like head. a paper mache turkey head you'd see in a parade or something. It was like the gobbledygooker's head. Oh yeah, it was like that. Um, kind of like a demented San Diego chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the episode? Episode title? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, kind of like a demented San Diego chicken. chicken. There you go. So he can't. The kind of demented San Diego chicken guy is uh, he's out in Asia's warm turkey. Um, he's out and about, and uh, so she's going to help him. But I guess he needs to go get high. Uh, so he finds some people. I'm guessing shooting heroin. It looks so like. here's what, and this is where the title of the movie comes in. Right? Yes, because of the opening, we get the uh, slide whistle underwater of his blood, and it's like what. There's no vat of blood anywhere in this movie. <laughs> it. Can't still can't get the tune right here. You need to wet your whistle. Have a drink of that take seven. Hang on, I just gotta find my tune. You're just flanging right now, is all you're doing. You're just a human synthesizer. Yeah, this is weird. You're phasing in and out. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, um, I gotta take a nap. Hang on. So, throughout this whole movie, we're like, blood freak? What? And then the titles are like, it's a vat of bubbling, bubbling blood, apparently. Yeah, right? It's, it really should be called turkey freak, is what you're thinking. But, here's, here's where we finally, more than halfway through the movie, or at least it felt like... Oh, you're in the bottom third of the movie. So... You finally get why it's called blood freak, because... The turkey, the turkey transformation made him hungry for the the drugs that he was under. He was under quote unquote drugs, but yes. the best way he could accomplish that and get that and have that ultimate like uh, high was by drinking or getting the blood of people who were already had drugs in their system. So he proceeds to seek out uh, people doing heroin or smoking dope. Yeah, he kills a lot. He kills a lot of people actually. In short order. So you, when it finally does flip, he's killing people left and right. So like the one, like the Tim had mentioned was, Gonzo Tim had mentioned was uh, this couple in the back seat out in the country. They're about to get it on. The guy's like, let's do heroin first. Yeah, because, you know, that's always normal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, we're going to make out point. Let's shoot up before we have sex. Yeah, so he gets his girl from the back seat of the car and then ties her arm off and gives her heroin. You know, because they're going to be super responsive and full of energy after they do that. Well, and you know, a gentleman always injects his girl. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So then it's like, and then and then this is where it started. It, it kind of happened, but this is where it really started getting annoying. Because it's like they're just in there doing their thing, and all of a sudden you hear gobbles. Oh, yeah, wait a second. Let's just hear a little tent. Here we go. Tying off her arm. He's checking outside to make sure there's nothing funny going on. And we'll start, you'll hear him approach. He's still looking back. He's got his kid out. And there's a hush. Do a hush. And he's still, he's getting ready to, the turkey man is approaching. They just showed him. And he's going to inject her. Doesn't do him any good to inject, he doesn't do any good to eat their blood until they've got the drugs in them. So he's really clumsy with this needle in my dad. And and the gobble is. Hello. 
The gobble is coming. Uh, yeah, apparently the uh, the crapitude of this movie just broke the connection. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, um, the killer approached the car and he um, uh, he gobbled and yeah. ran. He hangs the girl upside down and then proceeds to cut her throat and cuff the blood and uh, beak it up a little bit. And uh, then he chokes a guy and um, eventually he finds the drug dealer. Oh, I take that back. First, he... There's a whole... There is kind of a pseudo-rape scene in this movie. Yeah, uh, he kind of just takes himself out all over... He goes, he makes the rounds out on town, and basically there's the drug dealer guy who's a sleazeball, and he call, he owes this other drug guy some money, so he shows up over at his house, and Anne's there, and Anne, like, is like, he's freaking out, you need to help me, and so she goes and takes a nap in his bedroom for some reason, and uh, then the other drug dealer comes over, he's like, hey, you owe me 175 bucks, which was a lot of money, and he said... You know, I got a hundred for you right here. Give me that stuff, and I'll get you your seventy-five bucks. He's like, no, you gotta give me seventy-five bucks. He's, well, why don't you just go sleep with this girl in the other room? Um, and so he basically pawns off and to the um, kind of this older gentleman who's a drug dealer, and uh, he goes in and starts copping fields and things. And oh, yeah. In the meantime, Turkey Man's at the window, and uh, Turkey Man actually kind of saves a day here a little bit. A little um, bit, right? Yeah, and so the guy's in there, he's like, oh, crap. And so he runs out and runs, like, a country mile over to, like, a warehouse with cutting tools and things. Yeah, that's where it really got exciting. This is, like, the best part of the movie for me. This is probably the best part of the movie. So he gets over there, he tries to rape the girl. Turkey Man comes to the rescue a little bit. It's kind of the, you know, King Kong moment of the movie. And uh, so he backs into this factory, and he's, like, walking all around, and then he bumps into Turkey Man, and you get... um, <laughs> he conks him out and then he just basically is like I'm going to put him on the table saw it's rather elaborate for a movie made in 1972 really and this was probably like the big effect that took him a long time to figure out so he kind of chokes him out uh, which oh, apparently uh, I wondered if the okay yeah I'll let, I'm sorry I have a question but I'll wait Okay, wait, so anyway so he's got him on the table here and I'm just going to give you a little bit of that <laughs> naturally you would describe it I kind of feel like that they were kind of repeating that. Yeah, it just keeps going. And he cups up the blood and drinks it. It's not, you know, I say this is not anything fancy. He rubs it on his beak. And and so on and so on. So Uh, at this point, I was like, did the guy have a club foot? um, I was kind of wondering how they cut that off. Yeah, and it made it look real. I'm like, maybe the guy had a club foot already. Oh, uh, well, you mean like a, a false leg? Yeah, I think he had a false leg already. That's what I was thinking too. Because it looked real. I mean, like when he's kick, he's flailing around the board. Now you're looking for like a you know, like a really thick part of his pants. So, right and this is in 1972. In this movie, in this movie, obviously cost like three dollars to make. Exactly, but I mean, this scene alone was was. I, it's probably most of the budget. 
Well, uh, I don't even know about that. I mean, honestly... But he's flailing around on this board, and it doesn't look like he's sticking his leg up through the hole or anything like that. It looks... On the budget, Tim, they could have just broken into the warehouse and used the tools in there without anybody knowing it doesn't, that. It doesn't look like he's sticking his leg up through a hole or he's hiding his leg underneath the wood. I think he really was missing a leg. No, I, and that's what I'm thinking. I think, I think that made it a lot cheaper, too, right? Well, that'd be much because easier. he could fashion paper a paper mache leg that had a sack full of fake blood in it. Yeah, then they could do all they want. Yeah, that's what I was like. This, this, I mean, on right, this point right here, where they, where they, where they pull like the the science fiction movie trope and they end up in a warehouse, like, because mo- a lot of the science fiction movies that are on a cheap budget, they usually end up in a warehouse and they like paint it as the future. Yeah, it's like what this is. Is this like? This is like a horror movie that ends up at a warehouse, so they just utilize the tools that are already there in the warehouse. So yeah. it's, it's like yeah. that's there, and then they just like they put a call out for a guy that probably knows somebody who's got yeah. like a fake leg, and it's like, well, listen, we need to cut off a leg. We need somebody with a fake leg because it's a lot easier. And it's this, just like, we'll pay you to run around and scream. And then this is post Vietnam, so there are probably a lot of guys with missing legs. Yeah, because yeah. you know how the Vietnamese love to eat human legs. Well, I don't entirely know about that, but uh, I, know this, I know this guy had one missing. <laughs> exactly, right? It, so that was like that was like the most intri- out of this whole movie. This scene where they sawed off that guy's ankle, like that was like the most interesting for me. Partly uh, because of what we discussed, but also because earlier on, I was hoping and maybe some of the lovemaking scenes there'd be a boob or two, but there wasn't. So. Yeah. Oh, they they gave you a, they did give you a little couple butt cheeks, but it's about it. Yeah, uh, it didn't seem like this was the type of movie that would. Nice tan, up. nice tan lines though. They're, tan lines in the seventies were amazing. They didn't seem to be pulling the punches on. Uh, I didn't think they'd pull punches on nudity in this movie, but I, I guess they just didn't do it. But um, so anyway, he kills that guy. I'm trying to remember. I think he'd killed the drug dealer by this point. Had he killed him yet? Yeah. Um, basically. Um, but this is where it turns. Yeah, okay, he kills so, the guy on the table saw. This is kind of like the climax. Um, he's out wandering like, in the woods, this and is, then he. This is kind of like the climax, right? Like we spent maybe a good ten minutes of him creeping around in the Florida woods. He's like raping, killing. You know, he's trying to like appeal himself to the evil lady with his. Oh, well, this is a hell of a turkey day. With his so, ridiculous, I'm just repeating myself. With his ridiculous turkey head, he's kind of like creeping and raping and killing and drinking blood. You know, there's a good 10 to 15 minutes of it. Not unlike Maniac Cop, the first like 20 minutes of the movie, right? That's correct. Where he's just doing all this other stuff, right? So it, it led up and it led up to the one money shot of a scene. And it was it was guy with prosthetic leg getting it cut off of blood and him screaming in a factory that they probably broken into. Yes, it was great. I that was awesome. I appreciated it so much, and it got my hopes up so much for this movie. But then, and I know it's your boat. Then, then the next thing that happened just kind of just blew it out of the water. So he he wanders off into the woods, and he's kind of depressed or something. And he's come. These two people come across him. I guess they're two people who are looking for him, and uh, they get this machete out, and then he kind of is either begging for them to kill him. Or he's begging for his life. They don't really differentiate that. They take a swing, and then you get a scene of a chicken with its head cut off flapping around. And it's legit. 
Yeah. It's a legit chicken with his head cut off, which you weren't expecting. And so then they show you the de- detached chicken head. It's just and, flailing, flailing around a little bit. And then you get a scene of the turkey, the uh, slightly demented San Diego chicken. Yeah. Uh, the slightly demented San Diego chicken head next to a turkey that's been cooked. And people are eating it and talking about how they are eating him. And, um, it's kind of all mumbles. But they're talking they're like, oh, he was good, blah, 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 blah. And they, they're tearing up the chicken, and then he wakes up in the field, and he's... And then we come to find out... It was all a fucking dream! It was yeah. a fucking dream! Fuck you, movie. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you, but... movie. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck your message. <laughs> Fuck your turkey noises. <laughs> Fuck your, your chunky lead actor. Fuck your no-boob-showing hot actresses. <laughs> Fuck your manipulative religious uh, uh, turkey magnate. <laughs> Fuck Florida. Uh-oh, wait. How many broke? There it is. <laughs> Fuck Vincent Price. <laughs> Fuck Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Fuck a vat of blood that never makes it in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and... One more? And, and fuck YouTube, because that's where I got this from. All right, there we go. So, um, it's a dream, and then he meets up with Angel again. They talk about, you know, living life. None of it ever happened, and... I actually put on my notes, Dios mio, why? Dios mio, why? And so he prays, he, uh, prays to God, and then they say, the director comes on and gives you a life lesson. Well, I like smoking a cigarette, cigarette. Let me see if I can get to the end where he's coughing up his lungs, which I'm guessing was intentional, but um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it may not be. But I want to see this. Yeah, right. Let's see this. Let's see. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. He kind of coughs a little bit here and there, and I may not. Okay, here we go. So let's give a little thought to making our own story. <coughs> Have a happy ending. (laughs) 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 And then they proceed to show the big lunk and Anne at the beach, and everybody's happy. Uh, In the same pier that falling down happened, I was waiting for Michael Douglas to pull a couple of lead bullets into their faces. Well, that would have been an appropriate ending to the film. But, um, you know, know, just that's what it is. Like, uh, and this is what's happening. <laughs> and so you know, um, that's that's Blood Freak. Um, oh, this is a, okay. So if it, this movie wasn't a dream, it would be right up there. It would be totally with a paper mache turkey to the clubfoot song off. I'd even forgive that there was no nudity, which is it, it's it's. I I I look at these movies. Now, some of you may be wondering, gee, gee, Gonzo Mike, why are you so interested in boobs? That's kind of a sexist kind of thing. Well, here's why. I I only view it through the eyes and the scale of the one Joe Bob Briggs. Um, and if anybody remembers him on, I believe it was the movie channel? Or, um... C&T, maybe, even. No, it was before that. It was when he was on uh, Peking. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he would count down uh, the various things in a movie. Beheadings, 
deaths, zombie deaths, alien deaths, you know, alien interactions. But he would also be able, he would also take time to point out boobs. Um, because it's all it, within this, this realm of, of, especially in B-movies, uh, it's all within the realm of what, what makes a B-movie a B-movie or, or, or a, uh, a movie that's not mainstream. Because there's like independent movies or horror movies. Movies that aren't like, um, I don't know. I just like suffer through Silver Linings playbooks. So not like that. Not like Oscar contenders. So like that's what makes like the movie interesting. So when I say like there's no boobs, that's a good that's a good thing to know. That's that's indicative of how the movie plays out through the scale that well one Joe Bob Briggs kind of like pioneered. So that's why. That's all it, it, enough I'm gonna get off the turkey block and um <laughs> now the uh it, it's very it's a it's a slow mover but it's 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 weird enough to hold your hold your hold your hold your goggles yes indeedy and uh you know so weird i was trying to figure out the movie has a lot of you know it has this you know the good old um the screaming and the, the guy getting cut up and there's a lot of this sound going on. If I can get it to come up here, let me just see if this will um, come up. There's basically a lot of this, you know, there's a lot of that, a lot of that. Uh, let me see if I can stop this now. Jeez. Well, uh, I know what you're saying. It's the piano. It's the piano noise. Boom. So there's that, and it's so all the, over the place. So that that little boom is all over the place. There's some turkey noises, and usually we try to pull music from the picture. Uh, but um, in this case, um, you know, you may, and we'll get to this. We'll go out on a slightly different song, but it may be you may hear a little bit of the piano. You may hear some other stuff, but um, it, it, you know. There wasn't a lot of good mu- music to choose from this, aside from that piano number. And there's some of that kind of upbeat knockoff uh, '70s rock music, which is okay, but there's only short clips of it, um, and didn't you know fit for it? Out- it didn't fit for an outro for us. So you will hear something turkey related, and a touch of Blood Freak. So uh, enjoy that when we get to it. Well, uh, but Tim, but- yes, would you fast forward this movie? Uh, well. I don't think I would. I don't think it would. It's worth watching. It's short. It's a it's a buck twenty. So well, just, and I'd say it was completely fucked up. It's it, it's weird as hell. It is weird as hell. I mean, so. I, I already explained my my Joe Bob break scale, uh, but um, and the twist at the end, um, however disappointing it may be, I think the journey to getting to it is totally worth it. Yeah, the the dream thing aside, there when they, when he finally goes on his rampage, it gets pretty darn interesting. So well, and 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 when he when he twists, they kind of saved it because that was the only way to reconcile the fact that he had a religious guy in his turkey poultry farm, like conducting experiments on this guy and taking advantage of a, a Vietnam vet, a a a, a, a drifter, so you say. So basically, like, if he didn't wake up from a dream, then the message you would left is that drugs are bad and that religious people will take advantage of drifters. 
Yes. So that was the only way they could reconcile it. So it's like, I can understand however messed up this message in the movie is, the journey alone is completely worth it, even though you're kind of punched at the gut at the end. Yeah, with the dream thing kind of blows it, makes it blow. But the 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 ride itself is fun, so watch it. Much like much like Hoysel on his motorcycle, Hoysel on his motorcycle, or um, uh, you know. Oh uh, man, and they kind of ham fisted not not to get away from Thanksgiving, but they kind of ham fisted that ending on the pier. It's just yeah. like they ended it with a happy ending. I if they I had my way, I don't think it'd be a happy ending. Well, and it's kind of like Blood Dolls, where they did two endings. Yeah, I wish there was a second ending where he woke up, and he was still he, he ended up just having a life of drunkenness, and like he either got canned from his position as being husky number one at the poultry farm, husky young man of the turkey farm. Yeah, and where he was just like in the drug den as, as a degenerate. You know, I could understand it because then that would wrap into the movie a lot more because it's like he went through that terrible thing. And he still didn't see the light, you know. But like this one, like he didn't end up. He didn't end up with Angel either. He ended up with Anne. So it was yeah. like it was like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a good movie. Don't fast forward it. Don't fast forward it. But don't worry. This is not just a mini version of this. Probably got this. We, I just felt it was just odd enough a version of this song to be included. Straw, ha ha ha, folks. Uh, I thought I thought this was. Do your boobs hang low? Do they jiggle to and fro? It's kind of the same song. Back doing this song? I don't know who's doing this song, but it's creepy as hell, and you can mix it a little bit of this. <laughs> That's actually creepier than a lot of the music in the movie. They should have mixed in some turkey and straw. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, well, I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it? I think it does. I think it does. Do you have anything to be thankful for? Anything else that we missed for this Thanksgiving? I'm thankful that slide whistles are really affordable. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thankful that, uh, okay, I'm going to preemptively think that uh, we got our turkey situation handled. And it didn't require any religious intervention or iskeezy bits of price to like, to, like butt in and fix things. No, and no, and no uh, weird marijuana that acts like LSD. So. I am thankful for guns, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, well, I'm not thankful for cutting out of internet connections. 
that's always a plus. Yeah. So uh, I am going to be thankful for the program. I'm going to be using the splicing together all the broken audio you recorded tonight. <laughs> so this will be a really a piece together turkey show. Yeah, like, yeah, but there's no marijuana involved at all. So you know. Anyway, with that, uh, let us leave you with this uh, little. Uh, well, okay. So gunsguys.com. Oh yes, uh, shameless plug time. Um, Facebook, please give us suggestions even though we pester you with lots of cool posts um, and, and, and gifts of prizes now we we are not going to experiment on you uh, like the poultry farmer from this movie but we will be giving you gifts we'll send you gifts Ask, give us suggestions, send us movies as your mood strikes you, we'll take them twitter.com slash gonzoguys gonzoguys.com, gonzoguys facebook twitter, follow us on twitter, have some fun interact with us yes, Twitter tweeting's fun, do that hey, you know what um, after Thanksgiving, it's Black Friday and Christmas season Yes. Yeah, so oh lord, do we have some things cooking up for you guys wait till the, wait till the next couple doses and uh, anyway, just in case just forgot the movie <laughs> Hands in the pockets, in the pockets, in the pants. Did you ever see a fishy do the hoochie 